Hi, welcome to Just Common Sense. My name's Brian Harrison. Hey guys, it's been a few days since I spoke with you. We had, of course, Jerry on the other day. Well, guess what? We got special guest on tonight. Larry is here and he is calling in and we are going to talk with him and uh, he's got a lot to say tonight. Uh, he's been on the show before, but it's been quite a while. So Larry, how are you doing out there? Brian, I'm doing great. Really good to chat with you again. Thanks for having me back on your show. I've, I've been listening to you uh, whenever I can, and I've thoroughly enjoyed your topics, what you talk about. Uh, I listened to you and Jerry the other day discussing certain issues. It was very upbeat, very enjoying, and uh, quite to the point. You're you're, uh, you're making a big mark out there, so it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Like you said, it's been a while. It's probably been a couple of months for me since I've been here. And so many things have happened in our country that we talked about back then, which I think might have been mid-August, right? Uh, that continually happen on a daily basis. So much so, I can't even keep up anymore. All I know is it's adverse for the average American citizen. Right. So, uh, hey, it's great to be here. Hey, where do you want to begin, Brian? So a couple things I want to talk about. First of all, I am going to bring up something because this is going to go into what Bill de Blasio is trying to push on the uh, New Yorkers right now in the city of New York. But we're going to go there in just a second. I do want to bring up something, of course, with Fauci that I brought up the other night, which I call Fauci, uh, this little evil scientist from World War II that you hear about who experimented on people. Which is oh, not Dr. Mengele. not yes. even not even far off. It is who he is. He's a monster. <laughs> he should be in prison. That's it. Prison. This guy experiments on animals. He's a monster. He's probably the worst human being on this planet. I don't even consider him a human being. But that's my ch- choice to say that. I don't like saying bad things about people. But anybody that does what he does, it's bad. But uh, so I want to go somewhere with this because he got backed up in a corner today. I saw it on the news. I had a conversation with Jerry the other night, and I said this happened. I said it from the get-go. I talked about the different variants, what variants, what's going to happen. And now we got this new one out that they hyped up, and of course, as I said, didn't even come. It didn't even come out of um, uh, Africa. It came out of a whole different part. But even the president down there is like, "Why is everybody getting so hyped up about?" Why is the news media going crazy over this, this new variant? Well, guess what? Fauci himself said today, well, we're starting to see there's not as many hospitalizations. It's not going to be as bad as the Delta variant. Well, guess what? We go back to the Delta variant. I have already said the Delta variant was going to spread like wildfire. It's not going to kill as many people. Sure, it's going to kill some elderly and things like that. It can happen. You can get a flu when this happens. And the one before that was stronger. A virus, I've said it before, gets weaker and weaker, and its purpose is to keep the host alive because it doesn't want to die. That is its purpose. Do your research, people. Don't just listen to the news. Don't listen to your friends. Go in there, study, read. If you know how to read, that's something you need to do because that's important. That's what a lot of you went to college for in schools, not to listen to the fake crap they're sending out in these schools and trying to push this among the American people, these schools. These, these people are not teachers anymore, a lot of them. And that's a problem here. That's a very bad thing. And now we're going to go into this with Bill de Blasio today. First of all, this is his last term. He's done. He's just trying to destroy more life out there, like New Yorkers, what's going on with these people. 
Look, there are good New Yorkers out there, and New Yorkers are fighting this. They are not happy about this. Look what it did with Biden. How far did he go with it? He tried to push it. Look at all these courts that are involved now. It's not happening, and it's not going to happen there. What he's doing isn't even legal. He's basically, like I said, Larry and I have talked about this, and a couple of us talked about this. This guy's a Marxist, just like our so-known fake president. I call him Joe Biden. I'm not considering him my president. But again, this is what they are, and they're trying to destroy this country, and I'm not happy about what's going on out there. Neither is anybody else. What's your opinion on this, Larry? Well, that <laughs> was a mouthful. But... It is, because I don't like this stuff when <laughs> oh, I'm hearing I'm, this today. I'm with you 100%. And again, you know, I'm a guy who's got a great job. i got a great career. I've got family. Uh, I, I live uh, a, a blessed life. I, I, I'm building a home that's, you know, a couple of miles from the beach. If we ever get a window, uh, that's another story. We'll talk about so that. <laughs> it's hard for me. It, it's hard for me to really dig in and find out what's going on with these these tyrants, these Marxist tyrants, as you as use the term. I got the term Marxist out of uh, Mark Levin's book, American Marxism, which I did read and does give you a lot of very, very good points to the to the effect where you can almost predict what these guys are going to do. Now, you mentioned Fauci. Fauci, if, if memory serves, just a couple of weeks ago, yep. he had lasers on him. I, I actually thought he was going to be charged uh, with a crime, uh, lying, lying to the American people. Absolutely. Uh, what was it? Rand be. Paul was grilling him to no end. Uh-huh. Ted Cruz Fauci's is another one. response, you know, their, their elitist response is you don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, that doesn't get a pass anymore right. with the American people. Right. So today, you know, entered the enter this Bill DiCamio, this this quack who has turned New York into Escape from New York, the movie from the eighties, if you right. will. Right. You're going right you're where I'm getting ready to tell go. You're not going to tell me. Someone says to me, "Okay, it's mandatory. You need to get that stuff stuck in your body." Well, first of all, this is my body. This is my choice. Okay. I had this virus. We've talked about this before. I had it before, and I have family. So I was concerned, how is this, what I went through, going to affect maybe my brother or my niece or or my sister-in-law? I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. So I consulted with my doctor, and I actually consulted with a surgeon. And they both told me, you know, for the most part, one and done. When, when you get that virus, uh, like I did, and, and look, it was kind of like the flu. It wasn't fun, but I made it. I came through the other side. Right. You have antibodies. They've done studies. They've done bone marrow studies. Uh, there, there is a antibody process in in the human system, having had that virus that literally attacks anything that breathes on that person. So it's kind of one and done. The odds of getting it again, it's you're better off probably getting hit by lightning or knowing the next six numbers of the lottery. And when I heard that, you know, and then I got to go, you know, to certain places and I see people wearing masks and I see people in their cars with a mask on and they pull the mask away from their face to have a cigarette. But uh, it's, right. it, it's 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 lunacy. It's ludicrous. It's ridiculous. So right. here comes Bill de Blasio. Um, he sort of reminds me, 
And thank heavens I don't live in New York because I, I would not listen to what this guy says. He sort of reminds me of the of the regime of 1937, 1938, Hitler and his brown shirts. You're not going to do this because this is good for you. You're going to do this because I say so. Right. That's all this is. It's it's a power grab. And I don't know how much longer he's going to be in office. Not much. But if he takes if he takes a look around, hands down, this is not constitutional. Not this at all. is not Nazi Germany. This is America. And even if for some reason they were able to say, "Okay, everybody has to get a shot." How are you going to enforce that? You can't. You cannot do that. No. So that's my thoughts on this guy. I, I again, we don't live up there. Thank heavens, we don't. Right. But I see the protests. I see all the signs. People don't want to get it done, and right. they're not going to get it done. And Biden, right. he keeps trying, and they have it in their sick, twisted, square-headed leftist brains that they really believe this is the right thing to do. Now, there's another part of that. Mm-hmm. It's the power grab. Right. If you let them manipulate your body and what you put into it. We're done. Your feet are up in the air. You're right. done. So it's not going to happen to me, and it's not going to happen to you. Right. It's not going to happen to a lot of good Americans out there because right. we've had enough. Yeah, and guys, we're not anti-vaccine. What we are is no. freedom of choice, and we've said that right. before. Now I do want to go in. I want to elaborate, Brian. Go ahead. Had I not gotten that virus, right, I probably would have gotten the vaccine. Right. My brother did. His wife did. Uh, most folks that I know have gotten it done, but the more I discuss my scenario and my right not to have it done because I already went through it right. and have the antibodies, I meet so many people who are so against it, and sure. they haven't even gotten the right. virus. Right. I did. Well, and keep in mind, Larry, there's a lot of people who have gotten the virus and realize, oh, I just have a sinus infection. Some people right. don't show symptoms at all. So that some of them don't even know they've had the virus. And, <laughs> exactly. you know, like a I doctor, know some folks like that. Right. A like sore the, throat and they tested positive and they're like, yeah. really? Yeah. I got it? And they're back at work the next day. Now, in my case, right. well, I was quarantined for 14 agonizing yeah. days. After the fifth or sixth day, yeah. I, I was climbing the walls. Yeah. I'm not built to stay indoors. Right. You said they're back at work the next day. I'm not sure about that because they got to be cleared uh, this negative. This is true. Just this is no. true. That, yeah. You hear so many stories. Yeah. You, you really can't. Um, right. Again, I, I've got a job. I work. I've got yeah. family. I can't keep up with no. all of it. No, no, no. We can't do shutdowns and all that anymore. The, com- the, no. the economy, the country can't do it. We already see inflation, what's going on with that, and the failure of the Biden administration. Also, I do want to bring up something about Bill de Blasio here. Let's talk about what's really going on up there. Bill, you're chasing people out of New York is what you're doing. You're chasing companies out of New York. A lot of them are going down to Florida where you got a great governor in Florida, yet you got yourself up there as a failure. You're the worst, one of the one of the worst mayors in history you're going to be marked as. How do you like going out on that note? One of the worst mayors in history. So you need to go look at yourself in the mirror tonight and realize that is your legacy to life. And that's well, what you're, you did. You're also, yeah. You also need to consider yeah. um, what he's doing Yes, and what other cities are doing. Uh, people are saying, no, I'm not going to have it done. Correct. So what's happening, this is affecting the workforce. It's affecting our health care system because doctors and nurses they don't want to get the shot. 
Of course so not. There's a lot of off the job. They're right. walking off the job. What right. about a month ago when when an airline, mm-hmm. uh, whom of which I wrote to by way of email, right. thanking their employees for doing what they did? Right. There was this one evening where mm-hmm. 1,800 flights were closed or, yep. or rather shut down. Yep. And they said it was because of, oh, the media. They mm-hmm. said it was because it's, of weather. Right. Well, weather. it wasn't. No. It's because the majority of those good folks that fly on those planes, they're military, and they know what tyranny is. So they took a stand and made a statement. And they did a great job. Oh, it was fantastic. So what you're doing now, I want to go to the doctor. I need a nurse to help me out. I sprained my ankle. There's nobody there because they were forced off the job because they were threatened to have crap stuck in their arm. Right. And that's another big portion of this that people don't seem to pay mind to. Right. Um, in, and we watch this and we hear this and it happens all day long. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, no, I get it. Definitely. Um, and so you're looking at a variety of things that obviously with this mayor, what he's doing and there, he's getting attacked a lot tonight. I'm hearing it from certain uh, media sources out there. Um, companies are going after him right now with what he did today. They're like, look, guys, we cannot do this. It's just going to close some of these companies down because some of these employers are going to say, hey, I'm out of here, and they're going to lose people. This is what this guy's doing. This is what the radical left does. And they just, I I really, really want to say, I don't know where they got their college degrees from and where their thinking is, but they don't have common sense at all, and that's what this show really is about. And I've called many of them to come up on my show or to come to my show, get on the phone, talk to me, go to my email, and I'm going to give that website right now just so you guys know out there, www. Uh, say that again. <laughs> I started saying Jerry. Jerry's got me thinking it's his show after the other night. That's the funny thing. Because Jerry's there you like, go. oh, yeah. yeah. Jerry's, Jerry's good, man. He knows his stuff. Uh, yeah, he knows his stuff. But it's not your show, Jerry, so shut up. He's already <laughs> trying to get my cat. Now he's trying to take my show. What's next? No, you can't have my car. Um, no, anyway, www.justthedashmarkcommonsense.com. Again, www.justthedashmarkcommonsense.com the dash mark commonsense.com scroll down to my email send me some email i've been getting quite a bit of email guys so definitely give me feedback and again if any of you want to get on the show go for it let's talk about it especially any of you uh senators governors i'll talk to any of you and i will keep it nice and neat even though i may not agree with everything but again i'm willing to talk to you i've called several of you out in the past some of you are too coward to even talk to me. And well, I know you stopped talking. Go yeah, ahead. You'll note that when they do yes. come on to make a statement, yeah. they hide behind uh, the cowardice of CNN right. and you know MSLSD. Sure. Was it in, oh, at, yeah, yeah. MSNBC? Is that, is that who they are? Yeah, yeah. They hide behind these people because they know that they're, they're in good company. They're, they're yeah. not going to come on a show like yours. They're not going to come on not. a show like Mark scared. Levins or right. Dan Bongino because right. they they know they'll be challenged with reality. And they and don't they, know they, how they, to debate in the right way. That's the no, thing. If no, they, they have a de- they if don't. we had a true debate and you could prove your point, it'd be a different story. But again, right. they hide behind that. They're too coward to talk about it because they don't know how to debate. And you know, that's that's a big problem when you're going to have a 
governor or a mayor or somebody run that state and we see the failures of what's going on obviously from california to you know to michigan and all up there we see what's going on in new york i mean this is a problem um so we're seeing it and they're they're failing badly and uh, we see where things are going great at, like Florida and Texas and a couple other states out there. And, you know, I, I want to remember this state. I just heard it. Was it I can't remember. They're going to they're talking about making masks in that state permanent. It's a Democratic oh, run yes, state. Indoors. What yeah, was that? I, yeah, I can't yeah. remember the state. You're right. Uh, they, Oregon. Uh, permanent Oregon? masks. Oregon. Indoors Oregon. with Oregon. your family. Oregon. So when you're in bed. You have to sleep with a mask on. When you're in the bathroom, you have to have your mask on. I, I, once again, Brian. Yep. This is this is not no Nazi Germany. No, no, you're no. You're never going to force the American people. The American people no. have the strongest will than any other people right. out there. That's correct. Except for the Marxist puppets, and you and yes. I know who they are. Absolutely, they're all over the place. They're the ones that, that go on fake book daily and still pick at President Trump. They still call us Trumpers and whatever the yeah. heck it is, and they don't know what reality is. What they do know right. is what their king tells them to do, and yeah. they bow like little tiny sheep. Correct. That doesn't happen in this country. Right. That's why we're the greatest country on earth. Yeah, and we see it many in many different places. So, all right, let's move on. We want to bring a good tribute right now, and I really want to talk about this because this is a very, very big day coming up tomorrow. And yes. I know Larry wants to talk about it, and you guys know how I feel about our military. We've talked about my father. We've talked about him being a Fox company. Larry's read the book. And we definitely want to talk about Pearl Harbor. And you know what? I wonder how many of you people remembered what's going or remember remembered what's going on tomorrow. If you keep that in your hearts and your memory about December seventh, right? So, yeah. Larry, it, I'll let you yeah, go it, talk about because this is a big thing for Larry tonight. Go for it. Yeah, it, it is, uh, and I appreciate that. Um, I recently uh, lost an uncle. He he finally passed away. He was. Um, probably two months shy of his 100th birthday i'm sorry and i had the privilege of sitting down or i'll say i had the honor to sit down with this man uh, a couple nights about 10 11 years ago and we started talking about world war ii and he was in germany for four years and right. he he told me you didn't do a year you did you didn't come home until it was over and and he he did come home he had some physical ailments, ulcers, and things like that. God knows what he what he went through. Right. And I was in his living room, and they were a World War II program was on, and it was about the uh, concentration camps in Germany. Right. And we're watching it, and I'm I'm looking at the the man's face, and he says, "You see that?" He goes, "I was there. I was there." And then we started talking about uh, certain instances, and he told me that there were seven times in his life over there where it was either him or me and my uncle came home uh, he, he came home so i can't imagine what he went through he was a reserved fellow he was not you know not a flamboyant guy he had his house he had his wife and he had his pretty little cadillac and he, he just kind of skated through life but uh he was not somebody that um took lightly to liberalism i remember years ago when i was with him uh there was a morning show usa today whatever i don't know what it was 
And it had something to do with what Obama was doing. And, and he stopped and he looked at me and he says, this country is almost in the same condition it was before I went over to Germany in World War II. And it gave me the chills because I wasn't really paying attention right. to what was happening. Sure. This man was retired. He was paying attention. So I was always someone, I, I love to read history books, and I read a lot about World War II and what our guys and gals did there. Uh, I've read a lot about, you know, the attack on Pearl Harbor. You know, was it a conspiracy? Did Roosevelt know about it? Probably not. But um, th there was, you know, when you look back on this, and, and to my point, I'm going to a particular place with this. Sure. This was America's greatest generation. These guys faked their age to get in yeah. after Pearl Harbor was attacked. They were angry. They were enraged. And, you know, you, you look at the Arizona. The Arizona, I think it was 7.02 a.m., 7.03. It blew up. It, it took out 1,177 men immediately, right. including 30 pairs of brothers. Right. And you, you just look at that era and that and that fight for liberty and freedom and then World War II, which lasted so long. And then I, I put the TV on. And I see uh, a story about a college that does not want Kyle Rittenhouse to come into the school. And this puke, this, this measly little weasel, this American who has reaped the benefits of what these men and women did for us 80 years ago tomorrow, if you will, right. and then on for four or five years. Yeah. He's got a sign on his chest that says, I hate America. Now, Get out. What are you teaching these kids right. to, to make them think like that? Right. So my tribute for tomorrow, I remember it. Right. Um, you know, I, I only remember because my, my uncles were there. When I first started working for a living, I was in my early 20s. I worked for this big soup company in Camden, New Jersey. And the men that were in that company, in that drawing room, was an engineering room. Uh, they were all World War II vets. There were guys that were POWs. There was a guy that had one leg. He was on the back of uh, the tail of a B-17, I think. And a shell took him, took his leg off. There he is every day hobbling along with a wooden leg doing this thing. Yep. Those men are all gone today. And right. I, I remember those times. I cherish those stories. And I so salute those men and women tomorrow. Right. And no, I'm there with you. Let me say one thing about this, too. When this war started, and this goes back in the past when people were had respect, had morals, loved their yes. country. Do you yes. realize, people, that it wasn't just the military? The whole country pulled together. Everybody pulled together. They started building tanks. They started doing all kinds of stuff. When it was World yeah. War II, everything. These America pulled together. There was no right, no left. There were a little bit out there, but there were nothing compared to what it is today. Nothing compared about people trying to say, let's hate this country. Let me tell you something. I was in a, a restaurant the other day, 
and I actually saw somebody, and this is this is the laziness, the laziness of what these kids are growing <laughs> up with. Right. Right. And this kid's standing there, and it's we talk about these kids in their basement, not getting any education, giving money off the uh, free money off the government. Well, let me tell you something. He's in his pajamas. Let me tell you something, guys. If you're going out in your pajamas, give me a break. It is laziness. It is just something that I look at and I just laugh at you. Because, I mean, I get up in the morning, I'm up early. I get showered, I get dressed, I'm out, and I'm on time. Let me tell you something. This stuff right here is not anything that's called for. Get out there in your pajamas, have your hair look like you haven't even combed it. Give me a break. I guarantee you're not even getting any dates. I'm telling you what. (laughs) Yeah, and and they don't don't really care about that. No, they got their computers. Yeah, the, one of the things that, that really comes to mind uh, for me with Pearl Harbor yeah. is 30 years ago, right. there, was a, there was a television program, and you can still find it. You can still YouTube it and watch it. It was hosted by David Brinkley, and it was, it was entitled Pearl Harbor, The Two Hours That Changed the World. And it's still, you can still find it. And... The program had, you know, back then, th- those guys were in their upper 60s. Right. So they, inter- they interviewed uh, a, a guy named Richard Fisk, a guy named Ken Taylor. Ken Taylor was one of the fellows who uh, was able to get up, put on a pair of tuxedo pants, and get a P-38 into the air and shoot down a couple of Japanese planes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he may have been the... No, he wasn't strike that. There was another fellow, Richard Fisk who was on the USS West Virginia. And I, I, I watched this a couple of times since 30 years ago. Right. So I remember right. the story. So he's talking, Richard Fisk, he was on the Virginia. He talks about Captain Benning, who had a really bad wound, and he finally died on, on the bridge of the ship. But yeah. he would talk about the terrible tapping, the tapping after the attack. It was the men stuck in the bottom of these ships trying to get out yeah and you would watch him talking about this and he would say we finally the tapping finally stopped on december 23rd oh my god and they got the guys out and when he's talking the man's in his 70s he's crying he's crying it was an episode that also showed the japanese it showed where they were excited about what they were going to do yeah. It actually showed the guy who dropped the bomb on the Arizona. He was excited. He did it. He, he yeah, that's what he said. And my brother and I, we we poke fun of that because you know it was horrific what they did. Yeah. But th- this this was a time where, as you said, America became unified more so than it ever was and will be again. Right. We don't have that now, and I don't know what's going on out there. I, I really don't. So no. tomorrow we're not going to see anything about it. You know, the morning schmuck, he's not going to say anything about it. Uh, D. Lemon, he's not going to say anything about it. The joyless Reed, she's not going to say anything about it. You might see a tribute on Fox right. News. But right. I remember yeah, 30 nice. years ago, yeah, there were guys in New Jersey that were only a couple towns away from me. They were at Pearl Harbor when that place was attacked. It's yeah. just, uh, it, it's it's really sad. You know, you've got something like this that's real, but what are they teaching kids now? The 1619 Project. Yeah, now 
And it's absolutely crazy. All right. So, um, Larry, any more on that? No, I, I think that kind of covers it. Uh, okay. You know, being a guy who, who loves history, yep. it, it's a very, very big day. Uh, it, it was an honor to, you know, to chat with my uncle that one night right. about what he did. And uh, it was an honor to have worked with those fellows at that soup company uh, that were there, that were captured, that were, you know, POWs that, you yeah. know, had injuries that you could phys- physically see. Yeah. Uh, and of course we're, we're talking, we're talking the late seventies. Yeah. So that's, that's all gone now guys. And again, as we always want to say, we uh, thank you for your service. We thank you for yes. the services of all the military and everything. And of course, everything you guys do. And we keep you in our hearts. We already saw the failure in Afghanistan. We are not going to forget. Trust me. I know they're trying to brush that under the rug, but again, and guys, don't forget, don't forget tomorrow with Pearl Harbor. Keep it in your hearts. This is stuff that should not be forgotten. We were attacked. It was a long time ago, but again, it was a day that will live in infamy. I remember that, by the way. But yeah, it is yeah. very yeah. important to always keep Pearl Harbor in our hearts and those men, what they went through, what they did back in the day and what they should be doing now when it comes not to the military when it comes to the american people to pull together and be americans and that's what the radical left wants they want to pull and divide and that's basically what they're trying to do constantly constantly mm-hmm. so um well, I they, do- they have a they have a they have a big uh advantage in that they have the media the, the media is just as radical as they are right because the media loves to feed off negative for some reason negative feeds more for their news source to make money and that's all they care about when you see positive out there seems like people like to watch more negative than positive that's why they put all these fist fights and stupid things and robberies and stuff on facebook twitter and all that well not twitter but facebook and a variety of these things out there you're starting to see it all over social media you put on uh, other social media sources you see a lot of that stuff they let go through they really do and they're like haha that's funny no it's not funny it is not funny i saw an example i'm just gonna bring this up i saw an example on one of the news or uh, one of the uh, social media sources and they're showing a dog swimming across the river and an alligator grabs him you know what and the, the dog's dead but the problem is why show yeah. that stuff where kids can see it these yeah, they, parents, think, they think it's funny. It's they not think funny. It's, funny. it's not funny. And this goes back on you, the parents that allow you to let your children see this, instead of saying, oh, I want to be a parent. Be a parent. Don't just say, oh, I'm a friend with them. I, they, no, you're not. Grow right. or, t- or Raise them right. Teach them right from wrong. Yes, you can be a friend with them and do things with them, but parent them. Parent huh. them. And just because your parents may not parent you, that may be a problem as well. So anyway, I I get fired up on this because I tell you, I have a great father. I have a great mother that passed away, and they're still looking down on me. And I guarantee they're watching me every second. And you know what? I think about them every day, and I love my parents, and I am proud of the way they raised us. All right. So I, I, yeah, I would have I would have to second that with my family. I, yeah. I grew up on a I grew up on a, on a dead end street, you know, five houses up from a lake and 
my mom and dad, they were so young and, and yeah. the house next door, my dad was actually born in the bed on the third floor. And then I had a, a wonderful aunt and uncle across the street. We were surrounded by family and, uh, yeah. the, the values, uh, that they instilled in me, the work ethic, uh, I, I'm not one to sit in mommy's basement and, and, and text on the phone all day long, like, like these losers on fake book right. that have these posts that are anti-Trump and anti-American. They, they are disgraceful. Right. And that's their parents fault for letting that happen. If you might, I'll oh, tell you absolutely. what, my, my father would have said, yeah, you're not staying down here. You either do this or you're out on the street living on the street. <laughs> right. right. I'm telling you, it would have happened, but um, also, we're going to bring up uh, another thing. I know uh, Larry and I talked about it briefly before the show. Uh, he wants to bring up some stuff, uh, which uh, kind of goes back to uh, Antifa, uh, Black Lives Matter, and going back to Germany, what's going on, and how it resembles, resembles everything. Ugh, I'm not speaking right. Well, I've been working all day, by the way, so I'm kind of yeah, worn out. Yeah, me, me, <laughs> me too. Uh, yeah, but, well, we were we were chatting we were yeah. chatting about a book that I had read uh, about a year and a half two years ago. It was a Hampton side story, and it was called "Into the Garden of Beasts," and um, it, it's a true story. The, the man was uh, William Dodd. Forgot his wife's name. He had a he had a rather promiscuous daughter, uh, Martha Dodd, and he was picked to be the ambassador uh, to Berlin. Mm-hmm. And they sent him over there. I, I think it was 1933 when Hitler had just become chancellor right. before all the hell had started. Right. And he had this, um, if I remember correctly, he had this forethought that nah, Hitler's not that bad. I'll, I'll be able to make him a moderate when I chat with him a few times. Well, that was not the case, of course. Right. And during the time frame that he was there, uh, the book sort of tells you about um, Kristallnacht, which was, um, I, I think it was, uh, oh my God, uh, November 1938. What happened was there was a, uh, a young Jewish boy whose parents had been exiled to a concentration camp by the Nazis. Right. So he took revenge. He's 17 years old. Right. And he shot a guy. He shot a Nazi dead. So Hitler went to the Nazi's funeral. He died two days later. And um, Joseph Goebbels, uh, the the uh, prime, not the prime minister, the the, the uh, propagandist for Hitler, right. he saw this as an opportunity. And I don't know what buttons he pushed, but that was the crystal knot or the night of the broken glass. Uh, was the the rage of the Nazis for this one guy being assassinated because the guys you know the guy who shot them uh, their their children you know his parents had been sent away right so they started attacking um, you know their their religious places their homes they were burning they were pillaging they were they were robbing it was a disaster it lasted for a couple of days. And 30,000-some young Jewish people were sent to a concentration camp. That was the beginning of it. So then you have something else out there that I I remember reading about. And I actually brushed up on it this afternoon. Hitler has something called the Hitler Youth. Mm -hmm. And he literally canned Boy Scouts in Germany. 
He right. made I remember them, this. I remember hearing yeah, about this. Yeah, yeah, he made them a part of the Hitler Youth. Right. So 90% of the German kids mm-hmm. from six years old up were part of the, the Hitler Youth. There was a resistance. There was, there was a, a resistance called the Edelweiss Pirates, 5,000 kids. They used to beat up on these guys because they didn't believe what they were doing. The Hitler Youth, Hitler loved it. Because what happened? He gained control of the kids over their parents. The parents did not approve of this. Yeah. So, so that, and he caught, or rather, they caught the Nazis. They caught six kids without a trial. They hanged them in the streets. So I see a parallel when I read that. Right. The end of the Nazi regime. They say one of the most creepy elements of it was the Hitler Youth, and I didn't realize it was that big. Because all I remember from the Hitler Youth is right before Hitler shot himself, mm-hmm. he was calling on 13-year-olds to go fight. And I read a couple of books about guys who were over there, and they made these 13, 14-year-old kids dig their own graves. And they would look at those American sailors with such uh, soldiers with such hate and contempt, it creeped them out. Needless to say, they didn't kill them. They were right. just trying to intimidate them. Sure, uh, It was a book I read, uh, the Payback or something. But... Yeah. Having said that, that parallel, that reminds me of the fuel that was flamed mm-hmm. when that that black guy was killed last summer, and you've got Antifa and BLM just sitting there, sitting there waiting in the wings, right. and they accelerate it. They accelerate. They get they get they get in there and they burn, right. they destroy, and they murder people. It reminds me, Antifa to me, and, and the, the description of Antifa is so opposite of what they really are. They really are fascists. They're not anti-fascists. They remind me of the Hitler Youth. Right. And I got that out of that book. That was a Hamptons Sides book called Into the Garden of Beasts. And it was, it was pretty creepy. Wow. History does repeat. You know, I'm going to say this too, and this is a little off topic, but I guarantee this guy was with Antifa last night. I was in a store last night, and I was returning something. And um, it's a, um, let's just say it's a lumber company. I'm not going to mention name. You know the few that are out there. So I'm actually in line, and I, the computer's crashed. And the lines are building up. I'm like, I am right there at the register. So I'm waiting, and there's three registers open. They're going through the same thing. Well, there's this lady. She's behind me, and uh, quite a few other people. Well, this one guy has his nice dreads, his pajamas. Looks like he's in Tifa, though. He really had that look. There's something just... But he cuts in in front, behind me, cuts in in front of the girl. that was stand, The young lady standing there for a while. Mm-hmm. And... He, she says, sir, I, I was in line. He goes, I don't want to stand outside, and I'm going to stand here and just, you know, go for it. Go or go, go right ahead of you. He basically, I mean, he said that that word, I was going to go to head, ahead of you. So at that point, I waited. I waited. The registers, they got him fixed. I told the manager who was there fixing. I said, look, this guy just cut everybody off. I just wanted you to be aware of it. So. The guy standing there, and he thought he was going to go. Guess what? I turned around, and I said to the young lady in the rest of the line, I said, you're next, you're next. And the guy looks at me, and I said, you're not going anywhere. And I stood there and blocked him. He backed down (laughs) real quick. He backed down real quick. Good, 
Good. Yeah. Because I, I was raised with respect, and you let people go in order, and you do the right thing. That's And I tell you what, that's what these guys are doing. You, you stand your ground, they'll back down. Um, all right. So a couple last things. <laughs> we got to mention this. We had a show the other night. This Uh-oh. is how crazy the world's gotten. All right, we talked about cats the other a cat the other night that was <laughs> breastfeeding, and that's another story. Jerry, I did have nightmares. Thanks a lot. It was terrible. My cats were jumping in the bed. I'm like, get out! But Larry, we are going to talk about <laughs> the AOC and Calforts. What the heck? All right, I heard about this months ago, but go on, Larry. I know you wanted to bring well, this up. This is something fun to talk about again. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I was at work and and I somebody had mentioned something about methane gas in cow farts. <laughs> okay, so here I, we go. yeah, I, I Google, I Googled it. I, okay. I Googled it. Okay. And what what I found, I found yeah. this, I found this huge site with extreme serious discussions right. about kangaroo farts in Australia, <laughs> and I was I was laughing so hard I had I had tears. And it, anything that I would input was just, it was sarcastic hysteria. It was just so bizarre. So there's a, there's a web page on fake book that, that is very, very, uh, they call themselves political satire, but they're, they're political hate. And anytime right. that, that I go on there, uh, I, I see a comment about methane gas <laughs> And I, and I just, I, I chime in. I, I can't, you got to be careful because if you say something that's considered to be bullying, you get thrown for 30 days. That's just the way it is. And I get thrown for 30 days all the time. So I, I, I question them. Well, guys, I'm really, really concerned about the cow farts. What are you doing to uh, resolve this situation? AOC is really upset. And I understand you guys are too. <laughs> So they, the guy, the guy actually answered me. He okay. actually answered me, right. and he says, "Are you aware that you know he's talking about methane gas right. and it's alarming and all this?" Uh-huh. So I wrote him. I wrote him back. I said, "Look, if you think that this is going to you know you know have any impact." On being able to change the air we breathe, you're dreaming. How can you fall into such a lie? Which brings me back to Mark Levin's book right. on the climate change factor. The climate change is nothing but a big giant hoax. Yes, the climate changes. They used to call it global warming. Now it's climate change. They used to call it the ice age in the 70s because we had a real cold winter. And John Mashed Potato Face Frankenstein Curry, he wants to decarbonize the air. So I asked the guy, is John Curry God? Can he do that? It's not possible. And why is it on the heels or rather on the shoulders of the American people? Yeah, to supposedly fix something that doesn't need to be fixed. Right. It has to do with more taxing, more spending yeah. on something that's a total farce. Yeah, which he's, he's just as guilty farce. himself. He flies around in planes and does. So he's not worried about climate change. He's just <clears> in, no. in there. Yeah. No. So that was that was kind of funny when I. Again, you can go onto any political page that is anti-American on fake book and as long as you don't insult him because you'll you know you'll get tossed for bullying 
you can ask them legitimate questions, and the only yeah, thing they will yeah, do is attack you. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting. It, it's hard to keep a tone because you and I haven't talked for so long. We can bounce all over the place with different subjects. Sure. But this this represents the Marxist. This represents the stupid millennial who listens to what a uh, Marxist narcissistic president who thinks he's a president says, and they believe everything he does. If they told, if he told them to jump off a bridge in January, they'd probably do it. Mm-hmm. So what happens is you have these people like Antifa and BLM and their leaders are very, very agitated. I read this. So right. what it means, it makes them agitated and they're very excited. They're yeah. very excited because they have a belief in a utopia. Yeah. Uh, the Karl Marx utopia, uh, the Hegel and the Rousseau utopia. The problem is there's never a utopia. It never happens. Right. There's no happy ending. Right. It's just a farce of anger and wanting to change somebody. Yeah. So they come at you, they approach you. Step number one, they want you to believe in what they believe. And you don't. Right. Step number two, they're going to get in your face if you don't believe it. And sure. step number three, they're going to get violent. Yep. And step number four, you, we the people, need to put them down. So that's the garbage yeah. that's out there. That's yeah. the parallel with the Hitler youth. Right, right. And guys, I want to bring this up. I Just remember, when Dyer says put them down, not mean violently physically means get your congressmen and women the right ones out there so they can stop right. all this that's exactly right so well, just make and, sure and, and, and to what, right. somebody and, will and twist to, that around as you know larry because no, they always I'm try not, to do i'm not talking i'm not talking about what they do yeah. i'm not talking about what they do although there there are exceptions yeah. yeah uh you know but when you go out there and you don't even know why you're doing what you're doing exactly. and you're wearing you're wearing a sign that says, I hate America, yeah. do us all a favor. Get the hell out. We yeah. don't want you here. Right. If you don't hate America, get out. There's no reason yeah, for you so to be we, here. So, you know, we have the ability. We can, you know, if I was retired, I could write my senator every day. I've called him quite a few times. Um, I, you can write congressmen all the time. You're not going to get responses from them. Right. But... To what I keep on saying to you, and I said it on your other show when I was, you know, talking with you and Jose and uh, and um, Jerry, I work for a living. I'm not. I I don't have time to dig into this stuff and and keep on objecting. That's what our congressmen are supposed to do. That's what our Republicans are supposed to do. And they make a lot of noise, but they don't carry any big stick. They don't do anything. Well, there's a few out there that are trying. The problem is they're getting blocked by some of these others. And you know, I I. So about a week or so ago, and it's going to happen every week, I was speaking to a bunch of uh, senators and stuff in D.C. We talked about it. It's on one of my shows. Yeah, you, you we, told me. That's awesome. Right, yeah. right. We And it's going to happen again because they told me they'll be inviting me in. I've already got invited the other day. I just couldn't didn't have time to talk. And so I right. let them know. But um, So I'll be talking to them quite often. And I'm hearing a lot of... The stuff that you guys aren't hearing out there and a lot of truth. And these guys really, and a lot of them do, they have passion. They have love for the country. A lot of them do believe in term limits that haven't been up there as long as like Pelosi and that nightmare. But, you know, I do want to, and so that's basically it with that. Do you have anything else to say with that, Larry, on the Antifa stuff? No, I I, I think we've kind of covered it. It's, it's kind of 
kind of frustrating that right. it is what it is out there and, and all the things that we've seen. And it's it just blows my mind that you have people out there uh, like Gerald Nadler, who still refer to these these horrific situations as a peaceful protest. It, it's just, and a lot of the left out there, right. they they just they refuse to see reality for what reality is. Right. Uh, but but we all we all saw it last summer, and we know what happened. It was supposed to be uh, the summer of love. Well, think again. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all yeah, right. I've got on that. Uh, yeah, and then uh, let's talk about that a little bit because we talked about how things get violent with these guys, but let's go. Let's really get into it. Oh, first of all, I'm going to say this. January 6th, January 6th, get over it. January 6th was already, it's done. It was a bunch of stupid people that did something stupid. We talked about it because I know the first thing we're going to say right here is Trump rallies. I know when we see a Trump rally, we don't see this violence at a Trump rally. Yes, it was some stupid stuff happened January 6th. Yes, Trump said peacefully protest. And that's, guys, Trump's out. All you guys keep doing out there is bringing up Trump, 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 because you have nothing else to talk about. You that's don't have right. the intelligence to bring up something else. Trump's out of the equation right now. Yes, he's out there speaking and doing his thing. That's fine. He's not president. We're focused on who's in office right now, which is a complete failure. We see gas prices. We see, oh, somebody told me gas prices went down the day. I said it would go down by five cents. Believe it or not. Well, we're taking our true. reserves. Well, hold yeah, on, Larry. That, we're taking our reserves. We're giving some to China now. This is our reserves. Do you know what the reserves are for? They're for our military in case we get in a war. That's really what the reserves were put out there for. Right. And some presidents have done this in the past. Sure, they have. And it's wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't think we need to dig into that. Go ahead, Larry. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying about the, the price of fuel. And I did hear about him, uh, you know, giving some fuel to China. The thing about, the thing about Biden and his whole administration, um, including the attorney general, that, that, that Merrick Garland, yeah. you want to talk about January 6th being an, an insurrection. You threaten, you threaten um, American parents because they don't like CRT being taught in school. You right. call them domestic terrorists who the hell do you think you absolutely. are absolutely that's an insurrection that that's an insurrection yep not what happened january 6th january 6th you had a couple guys that got into pelosi's office they sat in a chair they put their feet up on the desk they were holding a laptop they were taking pictures some strange reason a policeman shot and killed a female veteran. I we don't know yeah. the stories. Right. We never will know the stories. But do you know that if you and I had been standing on that White House lawn that day, yep. we could very well be arrested and thrown in jail. Sure. Sure. And my brother wanted to go there. He could mm -hmm. not figure it out logistically. I'm glad he didn't go. Right. Because this this is what happens. And once again, you have people you have Antifa. I, I, I wanted to get off this, but you can't because you keep right. on coming back to it. Sure. You have domestic terrorists, BLM and Antifa, burning cities, stopping by and shooting an African-American in the head while he's right. walking his little girl. Right. It's on film. Yep. That's an insurrection. But they turn their heads. They get a pass. They do. And that situation last summer in Oregon, what was it, Chaz? Mm -hmm. And that Oregon mayor, it's going to oh, be the yeah. summer of love. Yeah. So the, the issue, what I get out of this, is they are terrified 
of yeah. President Trump. They're terrified he's going to resurface. Yeah. So they're going to do anything they can to try to put a lid on him. Right. And that's, that's what, what, that's what this it. is about. And I've said that before. That's all they're trying to do is just because they don't want him to run in 2024. Yeah. Well, I mean, you still you still have Adam Schiff, who seems to soil himself yeah. over Trump and Russia. Yeah. We all know now and we all knew that the Russia collusion thing was started by Hillary Clinton. Right. Trump sure. had nothing to do with it. Not at all. No, not at all. All right. Well, and the last thing I was going to say, and I'm not going to play the segment tonight, but, you know, Jen Psaki, uh, she was asked a question about by uh, about Hunter Biden's laptop today and said he's not an employee of the company. She She avoided that question so fast because they know what's going on. My only thing with the laptop is this should have been handled a long time ago. It should have been done. It should have been done quick, and that's it. But now they're trying to cover that up like they always do. And uh, that's another story. But go in and check that out today, what she said. Just go and uh, go check out today's portion when Jen Psaki, what she was saying about Hunter Biden's laptop. See how fast she gets off that subject. Guys, anything else, Larry? Because I'm going to end this tonight. We're uh, running uh, close to our hour now. And um, anything else? Oh, wow. I wanted to just uh, thank you for having me on. And, and again, I really enjoyed listening to you and, and Jerry the other day. And one of the things that you fellows were talking about was um, Alec Baldwin with this with this gun scenario yeah. Yeah. where he went on TV and he had the crocodile tears and, and he said he didn't pull the trigger. Well, right. some, somebody did and the gun was in your hand. And, and I don't know if you fellas brought this up. Go ahead. But to my point, uh, why didn't you say that the moment it happened, the day it happened? Why didn't you claim this so-called story? Why did you right. wait a couple of months you know, to suddenly come up with this? Right. And, um, I, I would say he's in pretty hot water. He and should I be. To bring up, yeah. He should yeah. be. And, you know, it's like I said. I said that the other night on the show. I said, yeah, this was in October. Now you're bringing it up now. I said, that's first of all. That's why Jerry and I talked about uh, Revolver the other night. That's why we talked about safeties. Now we're seeing um, other actors going after him right now. We see another actor out there. Um, what is his name? He played on Dukes of Hazard any other time I know his name, but he put a video out there today. How the Revolver works, showing the safeties, everything Jerry talked about the other night and exactly why it's impossible. You've got to have your hand on the trigger when you're doing that hammer on the Revolver for it to go off. And that's how those things work. Now, again, right. these are lies. These are lies that he's coming up with. And I'm going to say, I'm not saying he's emotionally going through this because he's scared right now. And he has every right to be scared. But he, it's his fault that this happened. Now, I'm not going to say it's first degree murder or anything like that. No, it's not. But it's still his fault. Let this go through the right system, the court's. Don't let us power actors out there, as I say, with all the money and all, try to bail him out because right from wrong is where this should go. It should go to the courts. It should go to a jury if it needs to, jury, and it should go through the right processes. And again, he deserves to at least go through the process, but the person who has passed away or dead at this point deserves, deserves for this thing to go through the process for her and her family. And what really went on here. Because Alec Baldwin, 
like I always say, an empty gun is a loaded gun. It's your responsibility to check that out. All right, Larry. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say anything else, Larry, before I end this. No, I just want to say, hey, I think you're doing a great job. I, I've enjoyed listening to you, and, and you, you you guys get better all the time, and hoping to do it again with Jerry on the line, too. How's all that? Right, well, yep, Jerry, or uh, Larry, Larry. See, Jerry, you're trying to get the show. I'm starting to, yeah, Jerry, uh, we're going to talk yeah, later. Yeah, I want to do the Jerry show. How's that? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey hold on stay on the phone stay on the phone with me larry i'm going to talk to you after i end the show hey guys as always we want to go ahead and thank our military for everything you do guys we love you we think you're the greatest we got a big day coming up tomorrow keep that in your hearts keep that in your memories also we want to talk about our law enforcement we know you guys are going through a lot right now as always we're always there with you so keep that in mind thank you for your service and everything you guys do thanks for our first responders for everything you do our farmers we know you guys are going through a lot right now our truck drivers as well as always bring this up and i always want to bring up the people that are out there working trying to make money and collect a paycheck and not having to stay at home and sitting on the couch again thank you guys god bless you god bless america and have a great great night and take care and i'll talk to you in a few days thank you good night